Hi everyone, it's John and Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute, the podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985 Santa Claus the movie. One minute at a time. And this week we are on minute number... 82. Before we get into this minute, I meant to ask something last week. Mm-hmm. And I want to start the show off because it's going to flow into minute 82. You may remember last week when BZ referred to Stardust as reindeer cornflakes. Yeah. And I was curious if the phrase reindeer cornflakes was used in the book. Yes, it is. It is? Yeah. Does it play out exactly like the movie? Yeah, it's in the book and it's in the comic book. All right. I just wanted to confirm that reindeer cornflakes existed in the book. And it does. I also believe that John Lithgow, not in character, but in the behind-the-scenes documentary, also used reindeer cornflakes, so I'm guessing he, he was very amused by it as well. So Minute 82 begins with Patch confirming to a wide-eyed BZ that by increasing the amount of stardust will indeed cause people to fly. Like fly? Fly high in the sky! BZ is very inconsiderate. I would be so annoyed having to breathe in all of that cigar smoke constantly with him like six inches from my face. Well, it's perfectly in character for BZ to be inconsiderate. (laughs) I know, it's perfect, but man. (laughs) And once again, we, we have to praise every minute of John Lithgow performance. He is so excited he's like looney tune level cartoon character excited mm-hmm. he's like like inhaling the cigar his <laughs> eyes are just so bugged out you know like <laughs> it's almost like they've added like prosthetic eyeballs on there to make them like stand out more than in real life <laughs> i don't know how he does that bz asks and could you do that before you go? Patch tries to respond. Yes, but I... And BZ cuts him off, going, Patch, wouldn't take you long, would it? Patch kind of takes a moment to think about it and finally responds by saying, Lollipops? And BZ immediately rejects that idea. BZ doesn't th- even think twice, like, nah, nah, not lollipops. No, no. <laughs> now we did that already. That's yesterday's news. The consumer needs a new model. And Patch, I, I suppose, being the helpful, creative person that he is, while he's still coughing on cigar smoke, suggests... <laughs> well, <coughs> candy canes? In the book, Patch is thinking that it wouldn't take too long to make candy canes. Then he could return to the North Pole, feeling as if he had done right by the... Get this, get this... The noble toy maker who had helped him so much. Patch is just really out in left field with his <laughs> reality here. He doesn't know what is going on. <laughs> this poor elf. Now, it didn't occur to me until watching this minute how it's kind of odd that the post Christmas candy shape is going to be the candy cane, mm-hmm. which would you would have thought would have been the obvious choice to go with over Christmas itself, and then the lollipop can come out in March. 
which would be in time for Easter. I know they're going to deliver. I think BZ's plan is to deliver them or is it to have them on shelf toy shelves, right? Have them on shelves. So they would be on shelves for March, which would lead up to Easter. If they had lollipops. Know. I, always, I know we're getting way ahead of ourselves, but I always got the impression this was going to be like some sort of mail order operation. Oh, maybe. I because don't know. I, I know. I don't want to get too far ahead, but I seem to remember him telling Towser later on that the bills are, the small bills, the cash is yes. just rolling in. He does and say that. He does. So that sounds like a mail order, like call now, operators are standing by sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't think it was ever made clear if Patch was going to be delivering the candy canes. Yeah, it says here, um, this is this is part of this minute, so I'm not going ahead. BZ says, let's see, BZ interrupted, filling the void in his own thoughts. Let's see, we'll launch an ad campaign tomorrow, which BZ is going to say in a minute when you're describing how the minute is going. And I can promise delivery in three months? It sounds like, yeah, and then he says it'll bring it, we'll bring it out on March 25th. So I don't know if that's a mail delivery, they'll bring it out to the people then, or they'll bring it out to the stores then. Well, I I know once again we're getting ahead, but (laughs) remember BZ's plan is to let Patch take the blame. Right. So maybe Patch would have been going around delivering these as well i don't know maybe but i don't think the plan maybe the plan didn't get far enough along maybe (laughs) (laughs) maybe we're giving them too much credit for this 30 second coming up with an idea off the top of their head thing that they have going (laughs) so we just broke a whole bunch of movies by minute (laughs) podcast rules we zipped way ahead so let's pull it back (laughs) let's hit the old rewind button and go back into minute 82 i did not break any rules everything i was talking about happens in this minute are you saying it was me who got too far ahead you are the one that broke the rules not me well but you you planted the seed not my fault you had no control over what you said so anyway bz once again is intrigued Mm-hmm. Of course. Patch! You are some terrific elf! And then, on one of these great BZ John Lithgow mood swings, he's he goes from, hmm, kind of quiet and like, oh, that's great, to, Patch! You are one terrific elf! Now, when he says that, in the book, when he says that, Patch blushes <laughs> he's from like, oh, the shucks. compliment. <laughs> because... And, and Patch, this is how it says it in the book. It's very strange. But Patch drank in the praise he hadn't heard in a long time. So he wanted to help BZ because BZ was so nice to him and always was giving him compliments. Well, I can definitely see how that would appeal to Patch because he didn't mm-hmm. feel like Santa was giving him enough credit and this is something that's been going that's been bopping around in my head which we will talk about in an upcoming minute very soon so patch says to bz i mean i could convert the 
I could convert the, the, the machines to do candy canes and uh, in a week or two, and then I suppose... It, this sounds like it was chopped together from multiple takes, so I didn't know if it flows a bit better in the book. Um, no, it's pretty much exactly the same. Though, I think Patch is thinking it more than he is saying it. It was right after the um, compliment. He goes, well, I could convert the machines to do candy canes. That would only take a week or two, and then I suppose... That, and then he's thinking, and then I suppose, then I could go to the North Pole. Like, it just gives a couple weeks of work to BZ to get them all set to make the candy canes. Then he can leave. But so BZ cut him right off before he could even get to the, oh, and then I'll be going back to the North Pole part. Yeah. And now we're up to the part where the minute in the movie has caught up to where you were in the book, where BZ says, You can launch the ad campaign tomorrow. Strike while the iron is hot. Promise delivery in, say, three months. So there is a lot to break down here. So so let's break this down line by line. We launch the ad campaign tomorrow. So in the movie timeline, where we are right now, was December 26, 1984. BZ is going to launch a massive ad campaign in less than 24 hours. That is impressive. That's a lot of money, because if you remember, he just paid for Patch to be on every channel across the whole entire world two days ago. Well, I'm sure he paid in advance, but I'm just saying, like, that's a lot of money. So this may not be as crazy as I originally thought, because the live TV broadcast was on the 24th. Mm -hmm. Then there was a day off for Christmas. Mm -hmm. And now we're on the 26th, so in theory, everything is probably still set up. Yeah. Wherever wherever they uh, broadcast from. Mm -hmm. So he probably could get away with the launching an entire ad campaign. It doesn't say, I don't, it doesn't say that he's going to have it out for the public to see tomorrow. You know what I mean? It just means like they could start creating the commercials and the flyers and everything. Next up we have Strike While the Iron's Hot. Now Ben, you know you know we have to talk about the proverb of Strike While the Iron's Hot. We talked about the old college try a few minutes ago. Yes, so what is the history of Strike While the Iron's Hot? Well, I can't find too much history on it. I find it dates back, they say, to 1566. It's very specific. Yeah, so Santa, <laughs> so Santa would probably be familiar with this. Yeah, probably. This old proverb clearly alludes to the imagery of the blacksmith or farrier at his forge. If he delays in the shaping of the iron when it is hot and palatable, the metal soon cools and hardens, and the opportunity is lost. So that is why you'd want to strike while the iron's hot. Makes sense. And lastly, we have. We can promise delivery in, say, three months. Now, this part confuses Patch. Three months? But it's a year to Christmas. No nothing more in the book. It's still playing out pretty much like yes. it is on screen. But, man, that's a lot of candy canes to make. I mean, if it took Patch the whole year, I mean, granted, he had to make his car. But if it, say, six months for the car, six months for the lollipops... It took Patch six months to make lollipops for everyone. Now he's going to make candy canes for everyone in three months? But I do see where Beezy's coming from. I don't think it would take Patch 
as long because, like you said, he had to build the car. Mm -hmm. He had to build the machinery to make the lollipops, like the assembly line for Mm -hmm. his uh, lollipops. And who knows how much time he put into the stage and the lights and all the razzle-dazzle for his takeoff. (laughs) That's true. I mean, it was pretty late after Patch started working that they gave him the prototypes for the lollipop. And also this time, as we will hear in upcoming minutes... This time, he doesn't have to make them for every kid in the world, just every kid who's sending money to BZ. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but, I mean, there could be more than one per kid, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. But anyway, we'll talk about that when we get there. BZ then lets Patch know that when you have a hit, like, we have Patch. The people don't want to wait a whole year. They're dying for a sequel. You got a hit like we have, Patch. The people don't want to wait a whole year. They're dying for a sequel. That's a moment of inspiration for BZ. A sequel. That's it. We'll bring it out on March 25th. And then our minute cuts off. <laughs> before the payoff. <laughs> but I bet you could probably guess what it is. Yeah, we don't have a nice contained minute for this iconic part of the movie. No, we don't. And there really isn't anything added in the book or in the comic book for this section of the movie either. So I have to wonder if this is the screenwriters kind of poking fun at the Sulkins because the Sulkins and sequels kind of went hand in hand. Of course, go back to the beginning and hear about the debacle of the three Musketeers and the four Musketeers mm-hmm. and of course all the Superman sequels. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think this is kind of like a little... Mm-hmm. Little jab, little little joking, loving jab, maybe, at the I mean, Sulkins. It could be that BZ's character in a whole is kind of like a little jab at the Sulkins. Possibly. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Just, you know, it could be. Could be. Because around this time, mid-80s, movie sequels in particular, I think had kind of a reputation of being cheap greedy tacky cash grabs Mm -hmm. because around this time what would be what was getting sequels like rocky i mean rocky 4 actually opened opposite this movie Mm -hmm. and then of course the superman movies and then things like friday 13th and things like that because now here in 2021 everything's a sequel right (laughs) we don't have anything original anymore (laughs) they're all sequels so and then i think as we go into next week you know, I, I don't know what BZ is going to say what the sequel is yet because it cuts off. Who but knows? <laughs> I think that's commentary on the unoriginality of sequels and mm-hmm. the, the mid-80s mindset way of thinking about things like that. Mm-hmm. So I bet you're wondering what BZ's sequel to Christmas falling on March 25th would have to compete with. There are a few holidays that already fall on March 25th. Okay, like what? This is from the website holidaysandobservances.com. There are some dashes in there, like holidays and then a little minus sign dash and minus sign dash observances.com. I didn't want to redirect anyone in case the first one takes it to some virus site or something. (laughs) The date that BZ has earmarked for his his uh, sequel would also fall on Greek Independence Day, 
the International Day of Remembrance of Victims of Slavery and the Transatlantic Slave Trade, International Day of Solidarity with Detained and Missing Staff Members, that's a UN holiday. All right, now, those are kind of like more memorial type. Mm -hmm. Here are kind of the more fun ones. Okay. We got International Waffle Day. International <laughs> Waffle Day. Beezy <laughs> would have to compete with. Well, they could put the candy canes on the waffles. <laughs> Maryland Day. Um, I guess that would just be more of a regional mm -hmm. one. National Cerebral Palsy Day. National Lobster Newberg Day. National Medal of Honor Day. National Pecan Day. <laughs> Maybe the candy canes could taste like pecans. Ew. Or pecans. Ew. And we also have Tolkien Reading Day. That's for the books of J.R.R. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings. And the date of the 25th of March was chosen as the date on which the ring was destroyed, completing Frodo's quest and vanquishing Sauron. So we got that. So far, I don't see any big competitions, you know. And you may remember when we did a guest spot on jerry's podcast totally rad christmas yeah and he pointed out there is some religious ties to march 25th right he did yep the annunciation known as the annunciation of the blessed virgin mary or the feast of the annunciation this is in christianity is a christian celebration of the announcement by the angel gabriel to mary that she would conceive and bear a son through a virgin birth and become the mother of jesus christ so uh, do you think that date was in the minds of the filmmakers or maybe in the back of the minds as the date for Christmas sequel? Maybe, maybe. I mean, that's more of a prequel to Christmas, but. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they were treating the sequel like a prequel, I guess. Many Christians observe this event with the Feast of the Annunciation on March 25th, an approximation of the northern vernal equinox nine full months before Christmas, which, of course, is the ceremonial birthday of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's coincidental or not. I mean, I would think that it must be, it must have been planned at some point. Because why would bz pick three months of all things you know what i mean he could have done an even six months where it was halfway christmas between, in july yeah you know where he could have had something big every six months to keep it rolling but unless you wanted to be extra greedy and you wanted to do it three months three months three months three months you know what i mean <laughs> quarterly yeah <laughs> and that's all I have. Those are those are the notes I had last week all prepared. Mm -hmm. I don't have anything either. I mean, there's there's nothing in the book or in the comic book for me to add. It's the same exact scene, so there's nothing in the background to look up. So I apologize for not having anything else. But that's how it goes with movies by the minute. <laughs> Some minutes so, are boring. <laughs> well, this minute isn't boring. They're just. <laughs> I meant podcast minutes. Oh, podcast-wise. <laughs> you know, there's some minutes, like that one a couple weeks ago. It was the gift that kept on giving with all those details. And, mm -hmm. you know, some minutes just don't have a lot of meat on the bone. Exactly. 
meat on the bone. <laughs> or, or puce in the pop. <laughs> so come back next week, a little sneak peek. We'll find out what BZ plans to name his follow-up to Christmas. His completely original idea. <laughs> yes. So unique. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll t- comment more about the lack of originality and sequels next week. Mm-hmm. And also, buckle up because we got Depressed Santa. <laughs> Yay! We got Santa <laughs> at his lowest point coming up. Well, I mean... <laughs> if we the... hadn't got enough sad Santa... Buckle up, because there's more on the way. Just don't forget, this is only the day after Christmas. This is the day after his huge kick to the gut being down on Earth. So so be a little nice to depressed Santa, okay? You would be too. It feels like we've seen sad Santa more than we've seen happy Santa this movie. (laughs) We've barely seen Santa. For the past three months, every time we've seen Santa, <laughs> he's been moping around like a sad sack. Yeah, it's only been <laughs> ten minutes of the movie. <laughs> so, if you have anything to add to this minute, if you can add a little more puce to the pop, you can email <laughs> Ben and I, SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. Or you can also find us on social media at Santa Minute on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. For free! Oh my gosh, more puce on the pop.